This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. How we doing? Good morning. Good morning. Better than I deserve. <laughs> it's good. It's always good to hear from Big Jim. He always introduces the conspiracy Friday. Now that Glenn has learned how to to summons him in heaven. Well, I didn't summons him. He uh, was kind enough to do a voiceover for us <laughs> before his passing. So it's not necessary. So I guess you could say he's channeled. He's channeled. We're channeling oh. him. <laughs> and if we all get Askawai, uh, whatever that is. Ayahuasca. 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 In a steam room with a shaman, we'll be able to talk to him. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, if that Charlotte's the female voice we got today, now there's a tag team thing going on here because Dwayne is, is on the phone. He's got a a mic and then Sarah and Charlotte are ultimately sharing one but Charlotte has she has sort of job that she has to go to I don't know what uh, her priorities are never right yeah. I mean, she works for a living work for the man so we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about one of my absolute favorite movies it's Apocalypse Now <laughs> I just think that movie is Dwayne I did have him take two Vivans but uh, <laughs> they, apparently they haven't kicked in yet but anyway you're going to say you don't like that movie I love that movie that's not what we're talking about <laughs> we're not going to be talking about oh, killing no. communists no no well no no <laughs> it's pre-communist <laughs> no there's no such thing oh, well, well I guess no this yeah there no, actually wait. is in this case yeah this is even before Pythagoras isn't it mm-hmm. unless there was communist in the Clovis people. That's true. Mm. Unless you had communists. Oh, wait a second. Now, we're not going to be talking about munchkins or something, are we? No. no. Munchkins and giants. Mm. Oh, my. Nephilim. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Even <laughs> Snuffleupagus. Hobbits, maybe? Yes. Hobbits. Everything. Hobbits. All of the above. Elves. Oh. All right. Hobbits. So, we're talking about an apocalypse, but what the title is, according to this, is ancient apocalypse now all right now i want to say this that that doesn't tell me anything because we know there's been several oh yeah what happened to the dinosaurs well well that that was millions of years ago what we're going to talk about is the timeline that archaeologists have laid out on how we have become civilized in modern times Versus a theory, you wait, 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 wait. blow that up. You are sorry. Let me let you finish, and then I got to tell you what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Say it again. Go ahead. I interrupted you. You need to finish that thought. That was rude of me. I apologize. I've had my body instinct kicked in. It, it, you know, mod, um, the the bulk of archaeologists have one theory timeline of human civilization, and there is a handful of people that are uprooting that, blowing it up, saying it's not a straight line from A to Z as we have become civilized, that there was more ancient civilizations, more ancient technology that has been lost because of an ancient apocalypse. Okay, well, you're assuming facts, not evidence. You're assuming we're civilized now. 
Well, the definition of civilization that they're talking about is creating cities and farms and the two doing uh, exchange to support each other. I I was just making a silly joke. I know. All right. So tell us about, did they have helicopters? No, no. Not that we see. Okay. I'm listening. It may be different technology. It's not necessarily the same technology that we have. If they want to get in the air, they wouldn't necessarily do it the way we did it. Right. Gotcha. So I'm going to start out with how I stumbled upon this theory was a friend of mine said, hey, have you seen this this uh, mini-series on Netflix by Graham Hancock? Which, that's a funny name, Hancock, isn't it? Uh, it is. Gra- Graham Hancock. Yeah, he tells you straight up he's a journalist. But in addition to being a journalist, he also has created some fantasy books. So he does have some creativity, but he proclaims he's a journalist. And he has a eight-part miniseries that's streamed on Netflix called Ancient Apocalypse. And he walks you through his theory by walking through things that have been discovered that upset the normal story timeline of the human civilization as we know it today. And he threads through there and comes to a final conclusion on episode eight of this ancient apocalypse. And what's interesting is that uh, one of the his, his um, I, I'd say evidence or things that hint to evidence is that all of these civilizations around the globe have a lot of things that are in common. And one of them we know of from our Bible teachings, Sunday school, is the great flood story of Noah, that Christians and um, and the Judeo-Christian group of religious people aren't the only ones that have a great flood story. It's almost in every every civilization. Every ancient religion has a Yes, almost every one. So if you want to scroll down to the uh, flood story, it says many different cultures around the world have great flood story that can point to this period. And there's a list of myths uh, flood myths and if you click on that link you will be shocked now it's way back up to the top you will be shocked on that list scroll down scroll down one more one more Myth, right different there. cultures around the world have had a great flood oh they've all had yeah that's like that that's not a surprise yeah. opening a new tab there where'd it go there it goes i don't know how it's not working here it is just scroll through and look at that list. Africa, Egypt, the Americas, look at that list. Mesopotamia, Asia, and Wikipedia here has links to all of those myth stories. Ancient Near East. Wow. Everyone. It's just it's just just about every civilization on the planet has an ancient myth story. So sure you could call it a myth and lack of supporting evidence of specific details in the story. But we're talking about something ancient, so ancient that it was really there's there's no writings that that really have survived substantially to give you details. And so this is probably an ancient human history story that has been passed down through generations just verbally. 
you know, I've, I've gone through this list and it names just about everybody. It's got, you know, some places I've never heard of, but it's got Aztec America, even Mayas, the South America. Yes. You know, you know one glaring goes to Asia. It's, you know one glaring missing on that? What? Bernice, Louisiana. There's not, Bernice does not have a. Not one. Place. Not one. Well, uh, there you go, Dwayne. Apparently it hadn't all kicked in yet. Well, may, maybe it's because we didn't exist yet. Maybe that's how Louisiana got created was the, the mudslide from everything else being washed away. Yeah. I thought I thought the answer was going to be so easy. You haven't been you haven't been to Sunday school at First Baptist. <laughs> All right. So, so let's scroll back up to the top and talk about Younger Dryas period. That's the name of a period of time during the last major ice age. And you can see there was very, very cold temperatures and we started a warming trend. And that warming trend come up, way up right here where the planet's kind of melting, getting back to normal. And then all of a sudden there was this abrupt, re abrupt refreezing of the planet. Right, what so else is curious? Wait, 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 at the same time, wait a minute, i got to add one more thing to it. An abrupt refreezing, slight refreezing for a period of time, but also 400-foot sea level rise. Those two things don't normally go together. I got you. All right, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, it, it, all right, so I got you. You answered my question. I will, I will tell you, all right, so it, it rises a lot there. Yes. Yes. What's causing that? Oh, I know. Never mind. This is a thousand years here. Yeah. So we're talking about 12,800 years ago that that happens. That was pretty and, and the change was really abrupt right there. Yeah, you can see it drop drastically. That what happened there was the government changed how they measured global temperature. <laughs> Their technology. So there was communists back then. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. They had right. helicopters and everything. One of these days we're going to have visual on our on our podcast, but basically he's got a map here that has temperatures, and apparently it starts at a thousand year point, a point in thousand years where there was an ice age. I guess very very yes. cold temperatures. It gradually rises, and then there's a sudden really rapid rise and then a sudden drop back yes and the, and the rise the, the, the sudden rise was more drastic than sudden drop what's what's the explanation there um we'll get into that later are we now are we looking at i'm going to point at you are we looking at right here where i'm pointing out or are we looking at right here no we're looking at right here well, it looks like to me you should be looking over here. No, this is the ice age. This is the coldest point in this most recent ice age right here. Okay. And so we're warming, warming, little cooling. We're really warming up, thawing out, coming, getting close back to, you can see where normal has been for a long time. But all of a sudden, if this refreeze was this drop right here. Okay. I'm listening. All right, so coming out, let me scroll down here. Coming out of the last major ice age, the youngest triad period is an abrupt refreezing, but also 400 foot mean sea level rise. That doesn't make sense. Normally freezing locks up water, and so this takes away from the sea level. Right, that's why, so, they, that's why they think that Florida's going to go underwater. Uh, yeah, it may go back underwater. They've got ancient well bones 
where they have died and fallen on the middle of Florida because it used to be under the ocean. That's that's easy to believe. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. So there. Let's jump to a different topic that kind of gives a little bit of a support of something weird happened. So in, in all around the planet, there are black mats, but those black mats have carbon dating, uh, biomass carbon dating to different time periods. But there's quite a few of them that date to that um, younger driest period. Not all of them, but a lot of them do a substantial portion, more than, than 30 or 40 percent of them. And What's weird is underneath that black map where it dates to the Younger Dryas period, the megafaunal extinctions happen. They're showing fossils under that black map of things like cyber, uh, saber-toothed tigers and, mm. and the um, mastodons and all of those weird giant creatures of the Americas. After the black mat, there's nothing for them. They got wiped out. Whatever happened that caused that black mat. There was also the sudden human depopulation. 50 to 60% of the humans in the Americas became extinct. Wow. And there was huge cultural shifts in the type of uh, evidence that we find behind with the pottery and the pools and stuff. And in that biomass, we can see widespread wildfires. There's also some little spherical melted glass sand that shows evidence of heat and ejecta. So that right there in the iridium and, and titanium deposits and stuff like that gives evidence to the fact that there may have been an impactor from outer space that impacted the Earth and help caused all this. So then people start looking, well, where's the impact crater for something that catastrophic? Well, what what time epoch was this? During the Ice Age. So what happens if the crater or craters is actually just in the ice? There's going to be little to no evidence. Even if there was some evidence and it punched through the ice and made an impact, what it would have melted would have caused such an erosion, there may not be any more evidence of that impact there. So like there's no potholes after a snowstorm. That's right. (laughs) So this all shows back to about 12,800 years ago, something happened, something weird, something unusual. The mainstream archaeologists, anthropologists, and geologists, they hate sudden dramatic changes in climate and civilizations. They always fight these sudden change theories with massive resistance. Well, you don't have enough proof. Well, you're cherry-picking. Well, you're leaving out other facts. And that's what they claim of journalist Graham Hancock that he is a pseudo-archaeologist, but in fact, he only claims he's a journalist and he's interviewing people and trying to string everybody else's facts together. Not the only thing that I trust less than a scientist is a journalist. There you go. <laughs> so you have a healthy amount of skepticism. This <laughs> you know, I will say this. I, I want to know what caused that shift. Does, do the historians or the scientists have an explanation? Yes, 
Yes, and we're going to um, thank you for transitioning for me. Prehistoric SUVs. Nope. I didn't get it. Okay. No, nope, they're talking about the Grand Coulee up in Washington and, and uh, State and Oregon. So up there at the Grand Coulee, which is also known a larger area of that, it's called the Channel Scablands. It looks like the Grand Canyon when it was in its younger years. Like it's the beginning of a new Grand Canyon in the United oh, States. Oh, newer, okay. Yeah, well, less eroded. Okay. You know, the Grand Canyon's eroded to, what, 6,000 foot deep if you're counting from the north side. From the south side, it's 5,000 foot deep, mm. which is which is weird in itself. Why is one side, the north rim versus the south rim, a 1,000 foot difference between the two? And I assume it must be erosion, you know, that took place. Um, but up there at Grand Coulee, they... The, the mainstream ecologists claim that the erosion took place from an ancient lake created from the meltwaters of the Ice Age up towards the center of the country, say Minnesota area, and that there was an ice dam that formed and then it burst and it gave way to a flood of water and then it reformed and then it burst. And they come up with between eight, uh, 40 and 80 times wow. ice dams over a thousand years was created and burst, created and burst, and slowly flooded over the Great Divide and created the Channel Scab Rats and, and the Grand Coulee. So that's their theory. They don't they don't like sudden dramatic changes. So they give you one that takes a thousand years. And they say, well, that's pretty sudden geological times and uh the argument against that is that's a very contrived explanation it doesn't make any sense one of the things they say about graham hancock is that he looks for evidence to substantiate his bias well let me wait let me let me see this now that these these scientists that came up with this that you just showed me with the coolie mm -hmm. how did that cool the Earth? No, they're not talking about the the massive sea level rise or the massive refreezing. They're just saying that this geology around the Channel Scablands was created because of the normal melting conditions of the ice from the Ice Age. So they're not talking about the the uh, younger driest period. Okay. Why is that important? Um, they're just trying to explain the geology formation. But if we come down here and we look, there's a big chunk of area that's barren and soil free. I mean, it's straight down to uh, gotcha. the base, the base rock. And there's, it's an interconnected relic and dry flood channels down there. So something happened. And if you come down here and look at a little bit of evidence. You're going to talk about a porn flick. Go ahead, Wallace. There you go. Waula's Wa Wa Gap, the twin sisters. Yep. So right here is that gap. And what that's talking about is this ancient volcano core of basalt rock sticking wow. up. And it's harder than the rest of the rock. And when you really study this, there's a handful of geologists that says, 
this can't happen. This this gorge with this stem sticking up can't happen over a thousand years with 40 to 80 repeated floods. That would have been wiped out. So what had to happen, they theorize, is a massive flood that happened in a matter of weeks. And it dropped down below this level and then continued to erode to make this channel. 40 days and 40 nights. There you go. <laughs> so when they talk about what's the quantity of water that had to come through here to create this in just a matter of, say, a month or two, um, they said, well, take today's rivers, all of them, the, the, the rivers all around the planet, add them all up, combine them together to one massive river times 10. All right, so that's, that's always been the argument that Noah couldn't happen. Uh, I There's think it's an argument that it did happen. No, I, well, I know what you're arguing that it did. I'm saying yes. that people argue that because of that, you take all the water and stick it in one place. It's still not enough. If that means well, that's that's just the water that happened right here. That's not saying there wasn't flooding going on around the planet. Where did the water come from? Well, we're going to get to that. You're jumping ahead. Okay, fine. And another evidence is in these scab lands. They have these giant ripples that if you zoomed out, you would swear you're looking at a beach. Yeah. You know, when the tide goes out, that leaves ripples uh, in the sand. Yeah. We have these same ripples on a massive, gigantic scale that's 30 feet high and sometimes a half a mile or more long. So water obviously came over this in a massive scale that created that and never went back over it again substantially to change it. So when you look at these two things together, along with some other minor details, it kind of supports that it didn't happen 40 to 80 times over a thousand years, that it happened maybe once over a very short period of time. So there's your ancient apocalypse in this area of the country, of the globe. All right. So here's the, the nutshell of the Younger Dryas impact hypothesis. It says there's no impact crater because it wasn't just one giant impact. Rather, the planet ran into a very thick, um, part of a comet trail oh. that had big chunks of ice and dirt and mud and rocks. You know, a comet is a dirty snowball. You basically can take an asteroid, grind it up, add a bunch of ice water to it, and there's your comet. Wow. Okay. And so they shed, and they shed sometimes light and sometimes heavy. And so the theory is the planet Earth ran into a thick shedding of a comet tail. That's where water and dust come from, and that's where big heat impacts came from that scorched the planet, melted a bunch of ice, a bunch, uh, a bunch of dust material went into the atmosphere, gave us nuclear winter, and the area of Miami within months turned into like Anchorage, Alaska. Hmm. So that's your theory. In that a you know. Okay. And did you got questions and comments at this point? I just want to know how it happened without the United States. How it happened what? Without the United States and its capitalism. Oh. Well, you had ancient capitalism. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, listen. 
Well, Dwayne, I followed it. That's why I don't have any questions. If I, you know me, I ask a million questions, but I follow what you did. I think I can get it for sure. So, so you, you tell me if I got it. Basically, the the scientists slash historian, historical scientists is what I guess you'd call them. They think that this was there was gradual temperature increases, gradual temperature increases and decreases, and that these things happened over a extended amount length of time. And these this um, Wulala gap, twin gap, sister gap, that thing right there could not have happened gradually. That had to happen very fast. Or and the the, the gigantic beach wave, the, what do you ever call those things, those lines? What do you call those things? They're called giant ripples. Ripples, ripples. Those couldn't have happened over time. They had to have happened quickly. Yeah, one big, massive, quick flood and retreating of the water. And I will say this to both of them. They're both theories. I don't ever have a problem with that. You try a theory and you test it to see how it, it works out. And what you're saying is they he tested, what's this guy's name again? Oh, I got this it. Guy, yeah, he's, he was born Hancock. in Edinburgh, so he's he's British, but he's from Scotland side. Hancock. Yep. Means he's single. Graham Hancock. That, that, Funny name. Yeah, it means he's single. Anyway, uh, uh, well, I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. So, so what you're saying is is that Mr. Hancock came in behind them and says that that can't be. And he has another hypothesis. Well, it's not him. Mm. He is interviewing okay. some people that are ologists, and they're not in the mainstream, and they're giving him their take, and he's gluing their take together, and he's coming up with um, other evidence that will be in part two of this series. Got it. I got yeah, it. And, and it's he's basically <laughs> – Think of him as bringing together all these parts of other theories or groups and keep and he's also keeps finding other things that tend to support this overall hypothesis of an ancient apocalypse. So no matter what angle he's coming from, it's pointing back at this hypothesis. I can't wait to hear this hypothesis. And and this hypothesis is that there was civilization back before 12,800 years ago. We didn't start civilization in Mesopotamia, in Egypt, in, in the South America, Central America. We didn't start just in the last 4,000 years. He's well, saying we started civilization three, four, or more times that, and that the evidence for it is very minimal, and here's why. Well, that, but that there is, is evidence, and he's going to present all that. Well, that, let me say one thing I know of so I can – we could be thinking about this, is it? Or I say I know of. I know that it's been a theory that when when Egypt looks at the first, you know, they have those those dynasties, or not dynasties, what do they call them? They, they have beginning, early, middle, and late Egypt. If you go to early Egypt, which is well before 1200 BC, okay, well before that, those people made note that they were looking at a civilization that was older to them mm-hmm. than early Egypt is to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, and that's what Graham has found. Is he has found a, a several handfuls of of uh, ancient people that say there's people that was more ancient than them that was there before. Wow, I get it. So you're saying not, even, only, even not more, only that, even not more only that, that, these people's stories are after this ancient apocalypse. 
and folks were wiped out and demoralized and thought the world came to an end, that almost all of these same civilizations had, or say peoples, the, these new pre-civilization people, wiped, wiped out civilization, that these people have this legend of this like savior type person sailing over the horizon that looked different, sounded different, and retaught them some basic skills to reboot civilization. And that's the evidence we find today. I'm listening. Keep going. No, I can't take, give it all to you today. That wouldn't be fair. <laughs> well, it's only been 30 minutes. Well, there's supposed to be a lot of questions and debate. You've got us mesmerized, Wayne. Yeah, well, I mean, no. <laughs> well, if you... That's why I wait until the series is complete before I watch it. Oh. So, <laughs> so I guess thinking this is like, what is it, Ben-Hur, in the middle where it says intermission and you got 20 minutes to go to the bathroom and get more popcorn and right. drink? All right. So, so, <laughs> so I... I if I'm understanding this, I want to make sure I got this part. So when I say that someone in early Egypt is looking and seeing some evidence of, of a civilization older to them than, than early Egypt was to us, this is even before that. Mm -hmm. How long ago? We're, we're, well, the ancient apocalypse happened in about a hundred year span, starting at 12,800 years ago. Well, we're talking thousands. about civilizations yeah. that were before that, that got wiped out. Okay, well, how does that tie in to Poverty Point? That's fascinating. Poverty Point does tie into this, but I can't tell you that without telling you about five other civilizations as well. This is this is really thick and it gets super deep. What she said. Mm -hmm. So I basically gave you this the the summary of the first episode and the eight, eighth episode. So we have I have to give you the summary of episodes two through seven in a part two of this. All right. Well. The you're, you're plenty, just plenty to talk about. Well, let Charlotte talk next because she actually read a few things on this. Well, okay, great. No, I mean it's it's been what what Dwayne has brought up. Um, now, of course, in Christian tradition and Jewish tradition, there was an well, at least in Christian tradition there was an angelic conflict that happened Sunday. prehistoric i i was i came up i was i grew up with a preacher who believed that between genesis 1 and 2 that christ created or the, yeah christ god created earth and it was good and then it was with, without form and that something happened between those two verses right that there was a gap there so, and I think what you're saying is that you're, are you hypothesizing, hypothesizing or what am I trying to say? Is, is your, are you trying to say? I, well, I'm trying to correlate that with this because there's the story, there was a, an, and there was a battle and that's when Satan, who was the highest ranking angel, the, he was an angel of light. He was very beautiful. That's when he took a third of the angels and... You know how happy Michael was that Satan quit. He became the top dog. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, um, okay. 
Now, this is really weird, but going back to Adam and Eve, supposedly when Adam and Eve were banished, they were taught different things like um, metallurgy, I believe, was one of them, about how to forge uh, metal, how to do certain things, and supposedly that was by angels, demigods, whatever you want to call them. And that's a, a very strange, it's called, I think it's called Book of Adam and Eve. So it's found in, there's a site that has anything that's considered an ancient text, it's on there. So regardless of religion, but I think it's called sacred text or something like that. Anyway. Um, Why didn't the Mycenaeans have, have uh, metal then? Why didn't they have steel? Why didn't they have they metal? They forgot how to make it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Now that is true. All right. The uh, Alexand- the library at Alexandria, a lot of things are forgotten that were apparently known at that time. I mean, it's argued, it's Conspiracy Friday, it's argued alchemy is a lost um, a lost art. All right. Well, let me go back. Does that fit, Dwayne? Let's suppose that that's what it was. Let's suppose instead of, because I have no, absolutely no idea what your explanation is going to be. Glenn was going into something as I was setting up and I was catching parts of it. So do you, do you want to elaborate on any of that, Glenn? I don't want to take part two away from Dwayne. Uh, no, please go ahead. No. Okay. Not right now. Well, um, well, it's going to take a while. Wait a minute. To, you to know, do you're it. not asking me to do it right now. No, I'm not asking you to do the whole thing right now, but elaborate on however you want, and I'll still present part two on the second Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, as I understand it, uh, one of the things, one of the pieces of evidence uh, is the Sphinx uh, in Egypt, and that, you know, it has the face of one of the pharaohs, and it had capstones like the, uh, of course, the pyramids did at one time. Uh, they weren't stepped, they were smooth. Um, there's been an uh, geologist who looked at the parts of the Sphinx that are exposed, the base rock, and don't have the capstones on. And what he noticed was that it was, it looked, it, to him, he said, this had to be water that eroded it this way. There's no way this was wind oh, and sand. You. It couldn't it couldn't have happened that way, according to this geologist. So he said this thing is probably this monolith is way older than the Egyptians, in his opinion. Um, What's a monolith? Is that one of those things you ride from one end of the desert into the other? That is not. That's the monorail, oh. but not the monolith. Monolith is just basically, I'm, I'm using a word and probably incorrectly uh, to call what, you know, the Sphinx is, you know, okay. because it's always kind of been, why is this thing here? You know, even a regular archaeologists have said, why is this rascal here? This doesn't really make sense with all these. You've got all these pyramids sitting around and they're huge. It would have taken so much effort. In fact, in some ways, we don't totally understand how the Egyptians did some of the things they did. If you look at certain parts of the uh, tombs, there's actually one part where there is a hole 
a circular coned hole drilled like it was made to build a, you know, like a door hinge. And that this was in solid granite and it was a very round hole. And they go, how did this happen? And what happens with archaeology is when they find something like this and they have no way to understand it, they say, oh, don't worry about that. Mel's hole. Yeah, look away. Look away from that. Uh, but this hole is, they tried to reproduce it with what they knew about Egyptian technology. How big is the hole? It's just like, a, like you know, a car, uh, um, if you get a thermos, a Stanley thermos, it's like that. How, how deep? About that, about 12, 15 inches. That's it? I understand, James. No other hole in the whole area like that. Okay. Now, it's a very small hole, but they can't figure out how that An archaeologist came along and wanted to sample. I mean, a geologist came along and wanted to sample, cut it out. No, because they unearthed it, and obviously no one had touched it for, I don't know, hundreds of years. If that, it was original to the structure. So how did they make it is what everybody they said. Didn't, they didn't have drill bits back then. How do you know? How do I, what do you mean, how do I know what? This is pre-Bronze Age. They know, they've unearthed tools, they've unearthed how they did it, and it was pre-Bronze Age, even if they did have copper or bronze of some kind. All right, let me get this right. The Sphinx is not from even early Egypt. It's before that, they think. Because well, they, that's Graham Hancock that. and a few people. Yeah. What's that? A few archaeologists in Graham Hancock. The mainstream doesn't think that. They think it just belongs there. It this, just, we're talking about the one the mom looks damaged. Yeah. All right. So, so how does that tie into the core sample? Because it's another anomaly they can't figure out. In it's the, a piece of technology that we can't figure out. We don't see evidence of how they had that technology back then with what tools they had. Uh, you know, infinite patience could do that. I, I, that part, I, that's, you're talking about tiny. <laughs> you're talking about tiny, yeah, I guess so, James. I mean, but still they don't know how it was, how they did it. They've tried to even reproduce it with what they know about the technology. Well, every time, I, when I was at, I've gone now twice, or is it twice or three times? I've gone twice to, to Yellowstone as well going there. Because I want to get, when the, when, the, when the big one hits, I just want to die right there. I don't want to be suffering. Well, you see those all over the place where they've done that, where they've taken little pieces out like that. You could tell it was a core sample or something. They were, or maybe tested to see if they could put steps there or whatever. You don't, you don't think they could have done that 4 million, four, what, 12, billion, 12 million years ago? Taking, or 12, piece, take, taking pieces out of what? Rock. Uh, granite. Oh, this is granite. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Saying, it ain't sandstone I'm talking about. This is a granite that uh, they, you know, they wouldn't have even mentioned this if it hadn't been a granite stone that they used. And they took it out of a perfect core sample out of it. Well, you'll call it a core sample. They seem to think it might have been uh, something for a hinge of a large stone door. Okay. I can buy that. I think they could do it too. How? Inch by inch, life's essential. Yard by yard, it's very hard. Okay. How would you do it without metal? So you go there and with your finger, sit there what, every what, what? day. I'm going to do this for five yeah, minutes yeah. every day. I, I did. Do you, do. Oh, yeah, you do it just. 
They uh, I no listen. You're assuming there were no uh, there were no tools. I, I think that's a silly assumption. Okay, there were tools. Obviously, they found them, but there were no tools, in no other real places where there was this what you call a core sample. <laughs> Because that's the only way, apparently, you can understand it. They didn't have a harbor freight. Yeah. <laughs> so, they didn't have soda cans. They didn't have, you know. All right. All right. Something did it. And that means that they had to have the tools. They had to have a tool of some kind, yes. Okay. That they have not found. Nor do they have any other. It's, James, it's like the footprint, a human footprint they found and fossilized in a riverbed that turned out to be Dwayne, did you earlier. find a picture of it? We're going to have a bunch of those kind of pictures on part two. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of stuff. All right, well, I'm, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm still kind of lost. Well, it, uh, let, 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 let me do this. Let me do this. I want to go back to the first question I had. I want to go back to the very first. All right. Where you see where I am. Uh, you see that you have this how do you say that saying? Plessening, plessening, right there. Yeah. All right. All right. Now you have a drop there. That's going to definitely be an ice age. Yes. All right. Then it starts getting warmer, and it gets yeah. warmer and warmer and warmer. All right. Yep. Now if this drop right here is bigger than the drop that you're talking about, it's steeper. Yeah. Yeah. We were thrust into another ice age. So you're saying this this warming period should have lasted longer? We, we never got fully out of the Ice Age. Look at how cool this was right here compared to coming out or compared to being out Why aren't we here. studying this age right here? We are, but that that's, we don't, we're not looking at that related to the time frames of the black mats and the spherical's and some of these ancient civilizations that we do have evidence of. Okay, All so you're of that saying stuff that, is pointing at this time frame. I got you. And so we're not looking at this because we don't have evidence of what was going on here yet. Everybody's dead. Probably all got wiped off the face of the planet. Yeah, I mean, so 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 I'll explain this to everybody who's listening now that this this bawling altered is what is that what it said? All right, bawling what's that say? Boiling. Elrod. Elrod, right. Boiling, that Elrod. All right. So what happened is there was a it, it was cool for sure, and all of a sudden it started warming, and that would have been fifteen thousand years ago, fourteen fifteen thousand years ago, and there was a rapid, rapid, rapid heating, and it was about as warm as it is now, not quite. Then it started cooling back off again, and then it got in around sixteen about well, I guess between ten about. 12,500 years ago, it started rising. That's the Younger Dryas was rising. And right as it's starting to, that that rapid, rapid rise, all of a sudden is cut short. And we start going back down for a little while, for about, looks like a thousand years, 10,000 years, and then it starts rising again. So you have two peaks. We're not looking at just the, the, the fact that there was this really warming during this falling hour. The reason we're looking at the Younger Dryas which is not as drastic is because that's when this archaeology and the core samples and stuff took place. Proposed, yes. That's that's not a mainstream opinion. That is the opinion of some other archaeologists who have an alternate theory. But that, but, but, but I got this part right. 
reason we're not looking at the bowling alloy is because we're not that that that's, are they carbon testing and whatnot do not appear to match up. Right. Right. Okay. All right. I got mm-hmm. you. I got you. That's where I was lost. And, I, and I'm sure I got everybody lost trying to listen to it, not see it. But, but the long and short of it is, is there, there, there was, the, the, we, we, it appears that right at the beginning of the Younger Dryas era, we, we were having significantly warmer temperatures and we're coming out of the ice age. And then something put it on pause and in fact made it back up a little bit. And then, yeah. it, then it started climbing again. And that little period there is what we're talking about. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, we're going to say goodbye to Charlotte. Say she has to go Charlotte. work for a little. And, and Sarah's not here. I'll see y'all. We'll see you. <laughs> That's Guamanian for have a good day. All right. So, what's that Heinrich maneuver over there at, 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 for between four, like at 14? Uh, what should be? The 16. cold event. 8.2. That's, that's the coldest event. Oh. It's the last glacial maximum is right here. Oh. Well, I guess the last glacial would be here, but prior to that event, that was the previous glacial maximum. And now this is all BC, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, this this is current date right here. So this, there really isn't an a, uh, ADBC line on here. It just starts from present date and goes back thousands of years I got you. to 20,000 20, years. Here. I got you. I got you. And you know, the interesting thing about that is, is it'd be hard to say that we're having some type of global warming because it's not near as warm now than it has been several times. There's been a cooling trend actually. Yeah. We, we're, we're barely warming up out of that cold trend. Well, that's why they call it dramatic climate change. Mm-hmm. Because they're acting dramatic about it. Yeah, because yeah. they're drama queens. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so where we're going with this then is that, is that you're going to tell me that the hypothesis of Mr. Hancock and his buddies is that some very superior, very superior to even our own we're going to talk about cultures that we find evidence of that were living at least during this ice age, found places to live during this ice age, and much of them died out. But some of that knowledge of this catastrophic event that happened here has bled over, and there's a, there's some proofs, evidence of, there's some legends and theory of, and that civilization wasn't a straight line that said people in this time period went from hunter-gatherers and began cities and farming and all that all of a sudden that no, 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 no. That crap was going on back here, too. I gotcha. Yeah, there's a lot of 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 evidence evidence got wiped out. In the Amazon as well. Okay. All right. So the, the person that probably has influenced me the most on how to picture what we call prehistoric and, and I call prehistoric, I guess, before Herodotus, the, the, he, he kind of thinks like what I think you're going with that. We have no clue how advanced people have gotten over that many years. Yes. That yes. there's no way to know that. And if, if long enough the time back, no matter what this man made, it will disappear except perhaps core samples. Yeah, core samples. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I that's going to be easy sell for me because I, the, the guy that most influenced me on how to interpret ancient, I mean prehistoric history, 
or evidence. Really, you can't call it history. You can just call it prehistoric evidence. Yeah. And he really believes that that 1,200 years is not a lot. That you're talking, you're talking about an Earth that's billion years old, and and no telling what has come and gone. I will say that that this does not. Some people, some Christians would blanket this. I don't blank at it. I I don't I don't think the Bible is a is a geology book. You know, by the way, you know where G in geology, you know where that comes from? No. Do you know, Dwayne? Geo? Yeah, where's that? Yeah, where's that? The, the Earth? G, the, yeah, that's right. That is the goddess Earth. An ancient, prehistoric, or almost, like I say, Earth. Before, before, before classical Greek, that was what that meant, was Earth. So, so when you hear someone named George, or Georgia, is named after Earth. Wow. Yeah. So, George of the jungle. Anyway, sorry. There you go. So, so Watch out for that tree. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> little little uh, whack of five ants for uh, me. Okay. I, I was a Sunday cartoon kid. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Saturday. Saturday cartoon. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. All right. So, so but, 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 but I've, that's, that's never shaken my religious beliefs at all and i do believe that there's that it there it appears just common sense no matter how most people read it or don't read it i don't really not that concerned with it right now i'm concerned with it maybe on wednesdays but right now i'm not that concerned with what everybody's belief is between genesis 1 1 and genesis 1 2 but it appears to me that how could god have made something perfect and it was all right and then the next the next verse it's all shape formed without it's dark it's without form there's something happened there and that means that i think it's very possible that before that if that, if that if the bible could explain it that way that whatever civilizations existed before the gap between one and two has disappeared i don't know that i'm not even suggesting it other than to say that's how i can dismiss it in my mind does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Because I, I do believe that God put this earth here for us to enjoy, to learn, to have the mysteries of it. I love all this stuff. And none of it gives me any fear whatsoever that, oh, man, the Bible's going to be disproved. Oh, please. <laughs> How do you disprove belief? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just happens. saying. There's people who believe one way and change. Yeah, I mean, I just, that's why it's called belief. I'm really kind of mad at you, Dwayne. Uh, why? Because I'm not, I'm not real good at this waiting thing. Well, I tell you, I'll do this for you. Um, I'm going to pull this up. This is a picture of an ancient site in Turkey. And this is one of a handful that we're going to discuss more detail of. I to call that Turkey. You call it Asia Minor on this program. Okay. Well, it's Gobekli Tempe. Gobekli Tempe. Yeah. They call it, I've heard it called Gobeteki. I'm, I'm listening. And this site was unearthed. And what was weird about the um, burial of it was on purpose, deliberate, and in a way that seemed to try to protect it and preserve it as a time capsule. Really? 
And not only that, look at the founded in 9500 BC, that's 11 fives. That is older by two to three times what we're told about civilizations. So when you discover the details of what's in here, what's on these big stones, how heavy are they, the carvings on them, you, it really does poke in the eyeball of mainstream archaeologists. They can't explain this crap. That's one of those don't look over here. Is this, is this on the north or the south Asia Minor? It looks like this. It looks like the geology would be on the south or southern shore. Yeah. Well, here's well, it's what's crazy. It's not far away is a sister site that's similar, but this one has more profound okay, carvings that they're interpreting what the, what the pictures or glyphs mean on there. And it seems to be a warning sign to future humans as to what took place and how to know when it's going to happen again. And we are in that time zone, 100 years old, when it may happen again, that ancient apocalypse. All right. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to make a little few observations. And, and listen, these are as amateur of a historian as you can get. If you are a historian, I'm wrong on this. Please correct. Okay, I want to make sure you. All right, you'll see right here. You see where I'm pointing to? Yep. All right. That's why I asked where it was because that's flat. You see these mountains up here? Yep. All right. When you look at the first Crusades, they couldn't get past that. Mm -hmm. Those mountains were just unpassable. Mount Taurus is up in there there was an earthquake recently the this right here is flatter and that's why i was asking because it did not look like it could be on the north so this is on the south and i guess that's right there is that syria right there lebanon syria somewhere lebanon would be down here where it says of anyway uh it could be it could be i'm not i'm not an expert but anyways i wanted to start with that so the next thing you're telling me is it's there now, my mind is, I, I know where we're looking at. Now, I've got the picture pulled up. Explain what you were explaining again. You see those giant stones? These, right, these, these ones that are placed right there? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Those are way too heavy for a couple of guys to carry. All right. So, given yeah, that, so given they, that this they were carved good. out, they were carved out and moved and put in place. And there's pictures on them. There's hieroglyphs, whatever you want to call them. There's pictures on them. And some interpretations of those pictures are they are telling of what happened during that ancient apocalypse and when it happened during a two-month window and a warning to that when it will happen again. And we are currently in that 100-year window span of when it can happen again. Wow. Now, it looks like to me that the anxious brought in some wood. No, that's that's the mainstream, mainstream folks. <laughs> All right, so, so... Actually, they've got a tent over it now to protect it from yeah, any weather. That's cool. And see... Look at that back there. This 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 thing right there, but from distance, there's several of them. Yeah, this is on a on a hill, a prominent hill in the area. Ridge. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. All right. And, and, and what's crazy is that it was buried deliberately, not destroyed, but it was deliberately buried with rubble to cover it up and protect it and hide it for a future people to discover it, interpret it 
and heed its warnings. Wow. And you think this is like old, old? There's no explanation for the technology that it took to create this place because back then civilization supposedly didn't exist. People were just wandering around aimlessly hunting and gathering. gatherers. Well, wouldn't have made this. I guess this is going to disappoint you because I've never thought that. I've always thought that there was a possibility of much advanced societies over our own. But you don't have ologists at the end of your Yeah, the archaeologists don't disagree. The narrative is we were these aimless little tribes that kind of wandered around. Dug up yeah, roots. we were the monkeys that come down and started walking upright. Well, no, see, I don't think that. But I do believe that after whatever happened to destroy this civilization happened, they became wanderers again and start over. Yep. Well, the and, idea is it's a it's like Dwayne said. It, the the archaeologists say it's a literal linear slow line that we developed civilization from. But what Graham Hancock and others are saying is no, it's a very twisted line that got us to here. But zigzags. Yeah, we had we had other. I get you civilizations before that that were as at least advanced as the Egyptians. Honestly, I didn't know that someone really thought that where we where we start our current civilization from, that that was the, the real starting point. I thought nobody... I didn't well, think the Greeks and Rome, the Greeks is where most archaeologists well, no, say no, no, we, real civilization came from. The Etruscans were before the Greeks, and they're on the... Me- on Mesopotamia. The, Mesopotamia. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, there were things that were older, and some had advanced and had receded. Yeah, I, I don't. I never have thought that. Now, I'm not saying that I'm smarter. I just happen to get under Will Durant, who believes what you're what you're saying here. That he he thinks that that there might have been George Jetsons, even things like that. We don't know how advanced they were because this Earth is so old. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, you know the idea that also the idea that we evolved is under dispute that modern man just was. Well, I mean, the, the theory of, of we, we need to go into the monkey trials, that his theory, Darwin's theory, has been blown up. Nobody believes it exactly the way he did. But I do think that the survival of the fittest, you wouldn't be six foot five thousand if you weren't evolved. Well, you know, look at pygmies, right? Charlotte. They're very small people who live in the Amazon. Look at the Maasai, who are generally six foot is short for them. Those are real anomalies, as far as humans go, that are ancient. So could there be other types? You know, there's always been this uh, among archaeologists, this idea of why aren't there any other, why, why isn't there a hobbit next to us that is also human? Why isn't there a giant next to us that is also human? You know, especially a hobbit, because small tends to, you know, keep resources low, you live longer, all that stuff. Um, so why don't we have hobbits? All right. I, I don't know. But I, you, you, sometimes you I saw me. one the other day. They only come up to my waist. I saw one. I saw one uh, playing for Nickel State the other day. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's here's. And I've seen giants too. People that tower over me, oh, they duck down indoors. Yeah, this is kind of a, a thing for me. Yeah. All right, Joe, so you both of you are 
that's usually me throwing it off. I'm trying to keep on. I'm trying to keep on this thing. My assumption is that apocalyptic things are going to happen. That you can't. That this Earth is too unstable for it not to happen. We could go through a comet, a a a something the size of the of the Empire State Building could. You know, we've seen the movie could hit the hit the Earth and knock people out. Uh, an idiot could blow up atomic bombs and we start shooting each other and killing each other with atomic bombs. You got the postman. I I do believe that we are very capable of digressing. Very capable. I don't think that that that's outlandish at all. And I think with enough time, all evidence except for things that someone's smart enough to bury. So here's my hypothesis without you telling me more. That this advanced society that did this, what's this place called here in in Asia Minor? Huh? I think it's pronounced Kobitech. Okay, Caltech. This Caltech here, <laughs> they may have known, been doing what we're talking about here. They may have gone, you know what? They're gonna, there's gonna be people think that there were civilizations 15, 20,000 years ago. So we're going to build one of these. So when they look at it 15,000, 20,000 20, years from now, they'll know it's there. I think that's very possible. Uh, yeah, and that that's. That's what it looks like. Yet mainstream archaeology say, "Oh, yeah, that's interesting," but no, that didn't happen. <laughs> you know, even though it's glaring in everything they've found so far. Well, there's there is there is a all right. The reason that I have the letters that I want to send out written by somebody else in my office first is I don't mind criticizing someone else's work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, you start owning your own work, and you don't want to change it, but you'll change somebody else's. And it doesn't matter how many times you change it after that person does it, you'll keep changing it. But if it's your own work, you don't want to change it. So if you're an author, you, get, you uh, get your power from the red ink pen. Exactly. And, and it's, it's it, it, listen, I know it's psychological. I do. I know it's absolutely psychological because ultimately it ends up in my letter, and I'm still destroying it. But it's because it's somebody else's. Human, because I'm a, a sicko human, I do better if they write it first, okay? Well, I think that's the way with everything. I know that, that I learned the, I made one of the best grades on in, in, in evidence in law school on, on, a civil, on a code that I knew was going out of, that, that it was only going to be in effect one more year because Louisiana was passing a new evidence code. And I learned that thing backwards and forwards and it's worthless now. You don't like something you get good at to get taken away. If you're an archaeologist, you don't want this to be right. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to change everything you've ever done and everything you've ever worked for. Right. Oh, by the way, here's how the internet pronounces this. Scoby Techie. Scoby Kedebeke. Scoby Scooby Doo, we'll call it. Ice Point Kayaki. Scoby Kedebeke. Stoppers. Right. So, what's this got to do? What, what's this got to do with us? Is it, do you think that we're being warned that we're a hundred years from the apocalypse? Yeah, and, and that's, that'll be in part two. We'll talk about this and other ancient civilizations that kind of upset the timeline and the technology that supposedly did or didn't exist back then, and we'll look at some of the interpretations of objects found at those places. Like Gobleteke will, uh, or Tepe will find on these stones. One interpretation talks about when a particular meteor shower is 
at a certain angle in the sky with zodiacs during a two-month period over the winter solstice is when this apocalypse happens. And I'll show you how that they're interpreting that from those pictures. Let me ask you this. Charlotte was kind of getting into that. Let me ask you this. We don't, obviously, there's no human remains in any of this stuff. That's, they long gone, right? Well, the, yes, there, there was no human burial at this site. It was not for burying people, just like the Egyptian pyramids in Gaza. They haven't found any bodies, corpses, Correct. or mummies okay. in those pyramids because they. we were all taught growing up. Oh, that's where they buried their uh, uh, pharaohs, you know, and, mu and mummified them. No, that's the, they didn't put any in there. That's not what the pyramids were for. The pyramids We've been were lied to all this time. It was for gambling. There you go. Yeah, uh, it's just like the $2 billion uh, dome. <laughs> in, uh, the eyeball dome? Uh, well, that's one thing they do with it. But anyway. All right, well... So, so just letting the mind run free for the last few minutes we have on the podcast, it doesn't, what, my, what Sarah, what Charlotte was getting at is, is they might not even be human that did this, that, that well, biblically it would be, it would, it would fit in with the Bible that they weren't even human. They might not have been modern man. Let's put it that way. Dwayne? Uh, there, I'm not going to say anything because that's part of part two. That's part of part two. All right. I'm angry at both of you. Oh, good. You angry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, you, you, you're you, asking questions. Well, I'm leaving you, you wanting more. Yeah. I'm leaving you slightly unsatisfied. Well, you know what? Then I'm going to get you to show up to part two. Then I'm just going to drop it and I'm going to ask a different question. You have been <laughs> prolific on the comrades, but you have not been prolific on the podcast. And I have a billion questions each time you do your little, I call them, I call them finger rants. <laughs> finger rants? Oh, rant. okay, I see. He starts, he starts ranting with his fingers. And they are all, Dwayne, very good. But you can't wait three weeks and come back and say, okay, well, you've got 20 minutes to ask me questions on all these things. <laughs> You know, you're you you have not evolved much. You have, if anything, you've laser lasered in on your views on on what's going on in Israel and the Gaza. Mm -hmm. Could you take those rants and give us a Reader's Digest version of those rants? Um, if you could remind me which finger rant lecture. Well, you know, I'm having, I'm asking you about them because I don't, I, I want them to be elaborated, elaborated on, but it sounded like to me you were talking about the inconsistencies of, of how the people on the, the, the Palestinians are being treated, but I don't, I couldn't pick out what you meant by that. You, you know, let me, let me just say this to our listeners. Dwayne does not like inconsistencies. Yeah, I try to find organization in, yeah. in the universe that God created. Glenn, on the other hand, likes to take them and, and run with them, and it drives his wife crazy. Oh, I'll tell you one that, that I remember now. I'm looking back. Um, I said, so now the right to exist is equated with rape, and that is a new form of equity. That's e one of them. You know, equitable treatment. Yeah. And, and I'm like, so, you know, if we really want to blow up the last argument about equity, DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, 
all we have to do is keep referring to rape is a form, is a Lego block of equity now. So you're allowed to rape people under certain conditions, and that's equity. Everybody has the equal right to be raped. And I bet if we continue hounding the message that the left wants us to believe rape is a form of equity, that they'll quit the whole DEI will get changed. What made you so, say that that's a form of equity? Mm. Well, because they're saying that um, the Gazans, the Palestinians, have a right to resist. And so October 7th massacre, beheading of babies, burning of people alive, the rape and the mutilations that took place, they're trying to say is a legitimate form of resistance because of how the Israelis have been treating the Palestinians. And I'm like, well, it's considered internationally um, war crimes. It's not a legitimate way to respond in war, treating people that way. But they're, you know, the left is trying to say, and remember, the United States is more upset than all the other Arab countries combined. The left here are, especially at these campuses. Yeah, so so I'm sitting there trying to understand their reasoning. I'm trying to square their logic with itself, and it seems to me like they're they're making the argument, if you you don't have to read too much between the lines, that the right to resist equals raping, and raping is a form of equitable treatment. Well, I mean, I'm going to try to argue their side, because that's my job is to do some arguing for people. Yeah, this I, is literally the devil's advocate. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't want anybody to think I really believe this. Mm-hmm. All right, but let's suppose that that somebody stole everything I owned, everything my friends owned, and they and now it's gotten to two generations later, and they just wiped us out. We they took the choice area we wanted that little area. They say it's little, but it's the best area. And I want it. And I want to get it, and you won't give it back. So the only we've tried blowing you up, and that doesn't work. So how about try raping you? Maybe you'll listen now. Yeah. So, yeah, is, that, that is that legitimate? We have to decide as a civilization, is that legit or not? And well, that's the question I'm asking. It doesn't matter because we're going to have a black man. <laughs> 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 no, I get you. I get you. Absolutely. I get you. That here's and I really I'm going to tell you what where my argument fails is that what you made the point are left in the United States for the people making that argument they're not they're making it they're they're more upset about it than than the Arab countries are and this ridiculous idea that it's okay for Israeli women to get raped is it's okay in this instance is a form of intersectionality that that blows that whole theory up. Okay, you get $500 for burning down a, you have to pay $500 to burn down somebody's sonic or their, did anybody even have to pay for the one they burned yours down? No, no, no. when they burned mine down, uh, there was no convicted, uh, well, there's no convicted uh, arsonist. And then, and then they caught the people that did it to the Wendy's and they had to pay $500 each. That's all their, the rest of you Yeah, know. and I mean, I, to give you a little fill in the blank, uh, this was in Grambling, and our Sonic was across the street from the police department, literally. <laughs> literally. And, and just to make it a little more ironic, 
it was across the street from the uh, fire department as well. Mm. Wow. So, let, so, uh, so, so let me see if I, I mean, I could have thrown a rock and hit all. It was a double barrel middle finger. Yeah, it that's was. Exactly I mean, it, it was. It said, look, you don't even try to build this back because if you're not safe here, you're not safe anywhere. That's basically what you were saying. Yeah, we were, we were pre all this, um, you know, Black Lives Matter stuff. All right. So, but the point, Dwayne, I think, I think I got what you're saying is, is that, that rape. Well, no, I still don't get what you're saying. I can't, I can't repeat it back. I, I, I'm trying to say that the way Hamas treated on October the 7th was not a form of legitimate resistance, that it was immoral, considered internationally illegal. It's a war, a whole suite of war crimes. And that there, there is no moral right to resist in those ways. But then you, the point that you make with equality is what? Equity, equity or equality? Well, well equity, equity. Remember, they, they don't want things equal. They want to equalize things by things being unequal based upon how people have been treated. Fa- so that's rape why is, I use the word equity. And to reach equity, rape is fair. Yeah, or beheading your baby in front of you, raping your daughter in front of you. Yeah, let me you know, say this. Mutilating. Let me say this about this. You probably saw me comment on on the on the comrades that mm-hmm. I was I was burned on one of those videos. Got to be careful about that. Yeah, Israel right now. If you go to their site, which I don't know if you can believe it, I told them, I said this on the podcast yesterday. It doesn't look very official. It looks like something I could type. But they're only saying one baby killed. Yeah, I've, I've heard there's official um, verification of multiple. Okay, and I said that. Now I don't know what to believe, but I, I but I, I I will say this: the, the now I don't even know what's real and what's not because I, I described the video in detail. There is a video produced by the Israeli government that has been released to select people that the agreement with the family members of those that are in the video is that it would not be released to the public. It would not be made copies of distributed or streamed that it has to be watched privately in person when you're invited. And they've been letting journalists, diplomats and stuff like that come and watch it. And the people come away sickening. They're totally sick, sickified, and a lot of the video is the Hamas and the and the fighters themselves uploading and streaming this video. Uh, that's what I thought I saw that first day. Yeah, that's what I thought I saw. What I saw was sickening. Then I saw this report supposedly from Israel that that didn't happen. So I thought, what did I see then? Now I'm confused as to what I saw that day because that was that was when Hamas was sticking them up there. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was watching one of their videos. Yep. Who knows? All right. That's that's interesting to me. I I will tell you that that you guys have got me dying to hear this because this thing about the uh, the ancient apocalypse. Ancient apocalypse. Because again, I he's dead. He's been dead for a while. Uh, will Durant has been. But he believed this without anybody telling him. He just it was just common sense to him was with the earth being this old that it didn't it wasn't just this oh well I'll I'll add one more weird thing to you when when my war buddy told me about this I was visiting him him up around Erie Pennsylvania in his little reserve there and he was 
telling me a little bit about this. So I hooked up my Roku player to his TV and we streamed it and I binge watched these episodes over two days. And that first night while watching, we went outside with his telescope and we're looking at the stars. It was a beautiful cold night up there. Mm. And we were looking at uh, also the planets. We saw Jupiter and stuff. And while we were out there watching, we saw meteors and I looked it up and it was toroid. Toroids, Taurus, the meteor shower from the Taurus direction right. of the constellations was called the Toroid. Don't they come every year? They come every year mm. around the winter solstice. Right, right. And that is the time frame that we're being warned about. <laughs> oh man, you you two are most two most interesting guys to guess. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Wait till part two. That's all I'm saying. Well, look, uh, this, we've passed our time. I, I hope that you start coming back more, Dwayne. I don't yeah, know where absolutely. you've been. You've well, I've been locked up in prisons for two yeah, weeks, and right. then after that, I was locked up in my house with COVID, the the fake virus, for a week. And um, so now this next week, I will have, believe it or not, Starlink satellite on my cruise ship as I sail the Bahamas and the Greater and, and Lesser Antilles. Wow. So I will try to join you every morning. Wow. That's amazing. That's going to be awesome. Just seven-day cruise. Not only knowing you're on a cruise, but knowing we can talk to you. I was wanting to ask you, so you need to be pondering this after you've done your tour of the prisons, if you're allowed to elaborate on it. But how could someone like Chauvin in a federal prison get stabbed 21 times? That is very interesting. Well, number one, the prisons are very low staffed right now. They're having a high turnover rate and a hard time getting people there. And after filling out all the paperwork and doing all the training, I can see why. You have to have the squeakiest, cleanest background from finances <sighs> to, to, to know you can't pop somebody in the face for fat mouth talking you and for a $500 bailout. You, really? you, just, yeah, you can't have anything in your background. Wow. All right. Well, we'll talk about that. I guess you know. You, 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 I guess we're not going to hear from you for a week, right? You're going to be. No, I, I, I'm going to try to contact you. All right. Good. That'd be awesome. I'm going to try to channel you through my Starlink. That'd be awesome. Every morning. Well, you know, I noticed that Charlotte finished her PJ's coffee. Are you surprised? Not at all. Even though it was uh, the more feminine. Uh, <laughs> The Southern Wedding Cake that Doc complained about the other morning, even though right next to it was man's French roast, you know, that he picked the wedding cake, you know, of his own accord, even though there was another one that he liked better. Might have been subliminal. It was probably that. It's probably something, you know, in his brain. He, he was probably watching TikTok, which I would not recommend. And if you want to deprogram yourself from all this um, incredible amount of insanity, uh, a great place, and I mean an excellent place to do it, is at the PJs in Houghton, Louisiana, where you can go in and get wonderful boosted teas, all-natural Red Bull, and of course, wonderful, delicious Christmas blends. And they are excitingly good. I've had them. Uh, at the PJs in Houghton and get your breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, and of course, wonderful pastries. 
Okay, well, so I had a brain, brain cloud two days ago. Would this have, would PJs have helped? Oh my God, James. It would have just made it go away that quick. All right. Well, next time I get a brain cloud. PJ's coffee, baby. <laughs> All right. Dwayne, thanks for coming thanks, on. Thanks, Dwayne. Right now, next week, you're going to be on your cruises. You're still going to produce part two. If, if you want part two next Friday, I will put it on. All right, man. Well, yeah, well all right, when do you head off the cruise? Um, bon Voyage, about 6 p.m. out of Miami, Friday, uh, Sunday, Sunday evening. Okay. Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Dwayne. I hope you, if we don't talk to you between now, then have a great Yeah, voyage. have a wonderful time, Dwayne. And we will be back Monday with a very, very interesting discussion on the SEC and the power grab. Not the Southern, uh, not the football. But the SEC, both of them are in a power grab, but we are talking about the federal agency. Right. And their power grab to try to to do whatever the hell they want to you. And to be their own judge. Right. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting discussion. Thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.